This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios, and this week, we're talking with our mutual friend, Brewing Company. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and your friend, Brian Hewitt. A mutual friend. You a might mutual say. friend. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. So joining us today, we have Jan Chad. Uh, I Jan, we went over this before <laughs> the show, and I gave him crap about it. <laughs> you Chodkowski. did. You did. You did. I, yeah, I tripped yeah. all over Gosh. that. He's the yeah, head brewer yeah. for our mutual friend brewing. I'm terrible. I I, I admit it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about fun <laughs> stuff like GABF saisons, mixed fermentation, smoked beers, and probably if I have my way, aged hops. Uh, Jan. Thanks for uh, joining us, and I'm sorry about the intro. Oh, all good. Stoked to be here, guys. Good yeah, my, stuff. my last name isn't real radio-friendly, maybe. It, the, I do want to point out, as Brian mentioned <laughs> briefly, that he did give me grief <laughs> before the oh, show about, about yeah, yeah. making sure to verify the pronunciation. I had no other problems with it prior to just yeah, that that's intro. that's what you so, get, yeah. Brian. You ever hear of karma? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was gosh. like somebody threw a uh, speed bump in my brain right when it I was happens. reading his name. It so happens. it was fantastic. It happens. Jan, once again, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. You're in uh, beautiful Denver, Colorado, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got yeah, a little uh, beer fest coming up. Yeah, we got a little one coming up, a little beer fest coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the old uh, Great American Beer Fest is finally back in. Yeah, we're stoked to have it back again. How is this the first year in person since the, the Great Plague? Since the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since uh, 2019. So it's been a minute. Okay, <laughs> Two years, man. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, something that made me yeah. say, I'd only been there once, Jan, but I knew the significance of it. Uh, when Falling Rock, uh, you know, with the with yeah. them closing, that was. Do you have another beer bar that's of that caliber, that scoped? Was there anything to fill that void? We've got um, a bar down the street from us called Finn's Manor. It definitely no, no, nothing in that scope, but Finn's Manor down the street from us like does insane tappings that whole week during you know the rest of the year. They're tapping beers from out of state all the time. They just had a keg of fufun on for this week for no good reason. Just you know? because. So yeah. it's about like twenty taps, but nothing like compared to Falling Rock, you know whatever they had 80 or 100 taps there's there's nothing close there's a few other good ones hops and pie goods are um first draft yeah but there's nothing like yeah ball and rock anymore nothing which is like a shame it. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i've been going there since i was 21 i think i, I want to say i saw yeah. a news article about when they were closing did they have a huge seller list as well they, i think they were selling off a yeah lot of they were selling bottles off yeah they, yeah and i was out of town for like the last weekend they were going and they were getting rid of a lot of the Buriana stuff and the signs, which I was like looking at, you know, for 16 years and dreaming about having something like that someday. And I missed all of it, but yeah, See, but they're quick. doing a little pop-up at a brewery that just opened up kind of near us called Mobcraft. So they're going to do some tappings like kind of under the Falling Rock name okay. for GABF. So that, that could be cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like seeing that yeah. stuff, you know, stay alive. We've got, We've got a handful of really good beer bars here in Atlanta with our two most famous being Brick Store Pub and uh, the Porter Beer Bar. And the Porter is under new ownership now. 
And I think they're still closed. They've been they've been remodeling, revamping. Somebody but, was asking about that. That might have been you. Like yeah. I didn't realize that they'd been closed this entire time. But uh, no, I shoot. hadn't tried to swing by either. That's concerning a little bit that they've been yeah. closed as long as they have. But I guess they're, they're under good ownership, though. I mean, you know, there's yeah. a strong pedigree there in you know the food service and and, and beer. So they'll yeah, I'm excited to get them back open. But you know, Janice, I'm sure you know a place like Brickstore. I'm going to show favorites here. Brickstore is my favorite. I love the Porter. I love Argosy. I love several. But Brickstore is my jam, and I just always feel I feel great there. You know, I know the yeah. owners. I know the bar managers. The All yeah. the servers know their beer, Brian. They do. And they're, everybody just seems happy to be there, whether they're working or drinking. or We've met celebrities there. A couple of the stars of Stranger Things we ran into there before. <laughs> they so were just randomly. It's just everything. <laughs> They've got a, a beautiful cellar there. And, uh, oh, I mean, wow. I know a guy that wants, like, Dropped and broke a glass in their cellar. There. Yeah, so, I've heard about this guy. Yeah, yeah. So. I heard he's a great guy. <laughs> it's Brian. That's it. Brian. So. These but, are lies. Lies. Back to GABF, Jan. For for yeah. those that don't know, we get a lot of folks that listen to our show that may be newer to craft beer. Can you give us an overview? What in the world is Great American Beer Festival, GABF, all about? Yeah, so it's about bringing uh, breweries from all over the United States to pour beer, but also it's the pretty much the largest beer competition uh, in America as well. And pretty prestigious uh, competition. And so you enter beers to be judged, but you also pour beers at the festival as well. And we're, you know, we've been pouring since we've been open. Uh, so this will be, I think, our uh, ninth year pouring at the festival as well. But there's um, three or there's four sessions, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday day is for the AHA members and then Saturday night as well. So it's like just nonstop for four days. It's <laughs> crazy. Three days. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Man, when I went yeah, out there, the, I, it, yeah, I all I wrote it's massive, and not even from the alcohol jam, just pure exhaustion. I ran myself into the ground going there because there's just so much to do. Because you could go to Denver during GABF and not go to the festival at all, and still have the best beer week of your life oh, just going absolutely. to stuff around Denver. Yeah, it's incredible. So. There's so much going on the whole time. Well, it's it's basically yeah, it's kind of a trade show, right? So if you really do the show, you're you're hoofing it like miles on a trade show oh, it's and big, drinking yeah, it's serious at stuff. the same time. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, your feet hurt by the end of it. No, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a good it's time. It's crazy though. the amount you walk. Yeah, yeah. But it's I love it. You know, I'm I'm I feel like I might be in like the minority of a brewer that actually still enjoys it. Most brewers are like, I, oh, big big huge beer festival. But I've been going since I was 22. So yeah. and I'm 37 now. So I I can't stop anymore. I I still love it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That that is yeah. good stuff. You got momentum there. You can't stop. You've got a streak. You've got to keep it alive. No, I got to keep it going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> can't stop. For won't sure. stop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Tim, I think it's time for us to get into beers of the week. Well, Brian, as you know, just how the way we do things here, we do have a fantastic list of beers to get into. Right now, we're drinking one from a local brewery that we mentioned, Halfway Crooks Farina. They just call it a top fermenting lager, but yeah. it's just a nice, it's a crispy boy. Brian, it is. As they Very say. crispy. Very nice. One we intended to drink last week on the show, but didn't get to. Uh, a collaboration from L. Sharpton and New Belgium Piano Keys, which is a gate one. And Jan, heads up for you. Keep an eye out for Piano Keys. They have a special version that they're going to tap for JBF at one of those. Oh, I will uh, there. for sure. So, yeah. That's yeah. right. He's doing an event there. Yep. Yeah. L. Sharpton yeah. will be out there doing an event with New Belgium for a Piano Keys launch. We also have, courtesy of No Mike, Nate, Finch Beer Company, Taco Gato, which, uh, Brian, that's Spanish for Taco Cat. Okay. Fine. All right. And that is a Goza. And from Yazoo's Embrace the Funk, we have Cezanne de Bois. Ooh, fancy. Which is Spanish for Cezanne of the Boys. Of the Boys. So, yeah, so we're going to do our best to drink all of those and just really have a good time sipping some brews. 
Brian, do you have some news for us this week? I do. I have a story or two. Some interesting stats from Forbes. They found that most age groups prefer beer styles other than IPA. Of course, the sales data still indicates that IPAs are king, but both Gen X and baby boomers prefer lagers, and Gen Z prefers ale, but not specifically IPA. So it's interesting that they would just want ale instead of any particular category. That's because I don't know them. What do you, I, I like ales. I like ales. I like Probably. ales. Yeah. Oh, I recognize ales. I don't like I dark like beers. Of the age groups surveyed, only millennials were said to prefer IPAs to every other style. On the other hand, if you ignore the age groups, women and beer drinkers in households earning more than $100,000 a year do prefer IPAs, and lagers are heavily favored by those earning less than $25K a year. Uh, other findings include that citrus is generally the most preferred flavor in a beer, with berry flavors coming in second. So there you go. This may be the most ridiculous survey Oh, uh, probably. It's I mean, done they're by talking, Forbes. Yes, well, well yeah. men and women that live within two-point miles of so-and-so with the householding. What about if they go up to the people who make Buku money? Because I bet you go back to the logger game. Exactly. So, I, I, you know, I've, I've heard it said that uh, very, very rich people and very, very poor people are very similar in very their actual lifestyles. Like. like, there's a lot yeah. of things... They, it's comparable. They just do it in nicer places. Both eating fish yeah. eggs, one a little fresher than the other. Exactly. And stuff like that. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we got that story we teased last week. Philadelphia Brewery had their hop farm destroyed by a city uh, crew. Yes. And not because they were growing hops illegally or on property they weren't allowed to use. They were planted in a garden in partnership with a local community development corporation with clear signage and a fence around the vines. Apparently, an incredibly dense city crew determined the garden was a vacant lot and in violation of being overgrown. Of course, that means cash grab. I mean, a fine from the city and the hops were going to be harvested soon for an annual beer release. So the brewery is out tens of thousands of dollars as a result. If there's any good news in the story, it's that the city dropped the fine. But unfortunately, nobody has been fired for great negligence and incompetence. That's terrible. It is a sad story. And with that, we need to take a moment of mourning. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And we will be right back with our mutual friend. The heat is on, and if you're looking for a beer to cool you down without slowing you down, Athletic Brewing has you covered with Athletic Light. It's certified organic with only 25 calories and 5 grams of carbs. And since it's non-alcoholic, you stay sharp and avoid the hangover. And you can feel good about the beer you drink and the company that brews it. Athletic Brewing is a certified B Corporation committed to social and environmental excellence. Use code BGR25 at athleticbrewing.com for 25% off your order. Athletic Light, the perfect summer crusher. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences, the bomb's lost. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is, is available on the podcast park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now, let's get back to our mutual friend, Brewing Company. I'm having a real problem with my Have tongue beer. and possibly brain, so... Jan, I have a question for you. So I had heard that, like, in the mob, when a monster yeah. introduces somebody to someone else, if they're a member of the mob, they will say, this is a friend of ours. If they're okay, not, yeah. they say, this is a friend of mine. And it kind of ind- indication. I'm, I'm very hopeful as I ask you this yes. question, but is that the inspiration for the name? It's... <laughs> 
it's more of having to do with the beer as our mutual friend and bringing people together okay. that way. All right. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they right. are it's in the mafia your, It's not as smart as that. Yeah. That, but, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of just, uh, the beer is our mutual friend. And it was how like, you know, the original, you know, founders, uh, got together over beer and we're just kind of homebrewing and stuff. And, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. The beer okay. was the mutual friend. Yeah. Well, I'm disappointed that you're not mob owned, but we'll move on from no, that. No, we're not. We're not connected. Would they tell you is, if they yeah, weren't him? And bad. Yeah. This is a friend of mine, our mutual friend. That's right, right. our <laughs> mutual friend. I was wondering if it was one of those things where, uh, I think there was a bar where I went to college called My Friend's Place. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to my friend's place because to the right people overhearing it significant others or anybody else like oh okay Just it's going to a very friends. innocent no right? no it's code yeah. it really was code for i'm gonna go have some beers so yeah. i was thinking it might be that <laughs> but uh yours your explanation is much better than the one i was thinking yeah so, it works great it's yeah. perfect you know we've been talking about the seasons here and brian noted some of the posts you have on social media that are just uh shut up it's still summer you know, that they're trying. We've got the we've got the Oktoberfest and the pumpkin beers just being shoved at us. You you guys aren't ready to let go though yet, right? Of summer? No way. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. We release all our seasonals at the very last chance we can get Good. to do that. I'm, so our fest beer comes out the week of GABF, which is, you know, real late. Man, but. I am so on it. I what yeah. started this kind of a joke with us, I I said I refuse to drink any Oktoberfest beers before September 1st, just as my personal stand against seasonal creep. Yeah. But then it turned into yeah. something like it's it's kind of unintentionally became an, a mission that we have to stick to now, you know, just because we yeah, ran our mouths about that, it so much. For sure. So, yeah, we're yeah. obligated now. You, you drew a, yeah. uh, a line in the sand, Tim. And yeah. Apparently, that's permanent. I yeah. have picked this hill to die on. Exactly. That is correct. Exactly. So what's what are you drinking right now, Jan? What? This time of year in yeah. Denver, before it gets cold, what is the beer to drink from our mutual friend? I'm on a big hop kick. You know, I'm drinking um, okay. our Pale Ale Inner Light uh, right now. It's hopped with Amarillo in the kettle, Whirlpool, and then uh, dry hopped with a buttload of uh, Mosaic. Sounds like my jam. That sounds really I good. I can drink yeah, that. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Absolutely. And then it's uh, brewed with all Colorado malts. Okay. Do you do yeah. you use a lot of Colorado ingredients in your beers? All our base malt is from Colorado. Cool. From, there's a, we have a, a few different awesome craft maltsters in the state, and so yeah, That's all our base great. malts are from Colorado. So yeah. I, I think some of the, the answer is at least some. How many of your beers are made with 100% Colorado-grown products? So uh, a lot of the saisons and like mixed culture stuff is, but it's harder to get you know awesome hop characteristics and stuff like that. Some of the dark beers actually are as well, but not too many of the hoppy beers because, you know, they don't grow mosaic and citra in Colorado. They just grow kind of USGA or whatever, uh, ag, you know, public okay. hop, like up Cascade with them, and Chinook and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Gotcha. I, I actually didn't realize but we, we try to incorporate them whenever we can. You know, we use quite a bit of Cascade still. And, and then in our lock or our loggers are actually all Colorado as well. Now that I'm talking about it, uh, we hop those with, um, Colorado grown Tetnanger and Crystal. Those are about the lowest alpha we can find that are grown in the state. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's very cool. We're seeing more places that are getting their local monsters. You know, as as we've yeah. seen this, the industry change. We talked a few weeks ago about the yeasts that are available now. And when Brian and I were homebrewing, we unfortunately haven't been able to do it much in about five years now. Yeah, at least. But you know, you had like Y yeast White Labs, and then you know, like the the USO five, USO four, and then. And we were just starting yeah. to get a few others starting to trickle out now. But now there's just this huge thing. Like, 
the Kavike yeast, those weren't even a thing over here. We the were last time. We oh brewed, yeah. You know, they yeah. were just starting to, to get like one of them. I think they were talking about getting one. It was very experimental. Now I think there's a number of varieties you could get, you know, very easily over the shelf, but yeah, people exactly. are spoiled homebrewing today, but good you know, for them, man. Possibly good brewing for them. in general. Oh, so awesome. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we talked about a big event with JBF jam, but you've got a big event yep. coming up too. gratitude nine, uh, an event gratitude and nine, a beer yeah. release, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude nine on October 1st. It's a big party we throw every year, kind of just to say thanks and welcome in all our people that have supported us locally. And, tap like 30 awesome beers and release a couple awesome beers this year. The gratitude nine beer is um, a lingonberry Brett Saison, which I'm really Ooh. excited about. It's going to come out in 750 clear bottles. And uh, then we also have a IPA called customer appreciation that we, you know, sell a little discounted price for the festival and stuff. And uh, that's hopped with galaxy Eldorado and like cryo mosaic. It's, it's killer. That sounds awesome. Did you now, say is gratitude? Clear Hold on, we'll get okay. to that. Well, yeah, I right. want to get there, Brian. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you. All right. Uh, so is gratitude nine, is this like your anniversary party or is this separate? Just something you do it's, in gratitude. It's a separate thing than ours since our anniversary, we do celebrate it, but it's in the winter and our tap room is super small that we can't really blow it out. So I we gotcha. throw this party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Now, Brian- Before the crowds come and every, you know, for GABF and stuff. So that then, People local can come and hang out for a bit and try awesome beer. The pregame, right? The big pregame totally. party there. Yeah, man. yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Brian, sorry, yeah. I, I so, was going to go there too. Go right yes, ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, you said clear bottle. You're putting that Saison in a clear bottle. Is, is yes, that I yes. hear correctly? And you were Absolutely. looking for maximum light struck funk out of that, I, I assume, right? <laughs> sure. You know, it's it's uh, something that, you know, that it's in a fruity beer, you know, you might not pick up as much. I don't personally. Um, like struck, I do think is appropriate, you know, for like your classic saisons and Brett beers and stuff for sure too. I th- do think it's a complimentary flavor. Um, it also just looks awesome too. Yeah, no, it it, it definitely yeah. looks cool, and I like it in a saison. I like mm-hmm. it mixed fermentation or Brett saison. Especially. Yeah, they're not very hopped yeah. beers, so it's not as bad. I feel like you know. True, true. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not as intense yeah. of the skunkiness. It's. It's a. Yeah, yeah. I always. I taste it, and I always kind of think, "Oh, that tastes like you know a Belgian coming over, sure. you know, a Belgian that. sour, that sort of thing." <laughs> I. I yeah. love too that you're. It's a Brett saison because we've talked before. Brett doesn't get as much love as it used to, and and that's sad because yeah, it's, it's, it's just. It such really great... bums me out. We we brew quite a few Brett single isolate Brett saisons or Brett blend saisons. You know, we do make maybe a few mixed culture saisons, but I make a lot of sack saison as well. Okay. Um, I'm big saison head. All right. Well, that was. <laughs> but Brett's kind of where we cut our teeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When we were homebrewers, that was our quote unquote flagship. We did synesthesia saison. And that was awesome. our, yeah. that was our main beer. We did various, quite a few variations on we it. We did. Yeah. Got us a handful of homebrew medals for it. And we did. Uh, yeah. Talking about the light struck in that, we did an experiment one time with a version where we bottled half in 750 brown bottles and half in 750 green bottles. And then yeah. we intentionally sat one in indirect light for like six months and then tasted them next to each other. And, I mean, night and day, Jan, just huge difference in these yeah, two wow. beers. <laughs> and the green bottle with the light struck, it wasn't skunky. It was just very complex earthy is very uh, it was everybody we blind tasted it and everyone that blind tasted it preferred the quote-unquote light struck bottle and the, so. the brown bottle was also sitting in the same amount of light correct it, yes yeah. it was also it's, just because the brown light the brown bottle keeps more of the light more blockage yeah, there exactly sure enough but and yeah no what about like size of bottle do you think like you know like the dupont the 12 ounce or 11 ounce versus the 750 
Well, now we got to now we got to do some more science, Jan. We yeah. got to do yeah, some okay, more science okay. there. I think uh, there might be a difference between the little bottle and the big bottle. That's a good point. Very likely. That's I, a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. generally think yeah. that uh, beer that's ages or develops together in larger quantities tends to be better. That would be my theory. But I'd be I'm open to trying both. I do prefer my saisons and seven fifties whenever possible. I do. Yeah. I enjoy that. It's uh, not. I'm still into the pomp and circumstance of a big bottle, and you you pop it and you get your teku or whatever you have, and you know, put the cork on the side like you like to do, Brian. Yes. <laughs> and just, uh, it, it's the whole experience of it, Jan. I'm all about it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to ponder the Saison experience. And we'll be right back with more from our mutual friend. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. The Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cannibal! Cannibal coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates, WUVR, 1490 AM and 98.9 FM in Lebanon, New Hampshire. Catch Beer Guys Radio on WUVR every Saturday at 10 p.m. Now let's get back to our mutual friend brewing company. Jan, I would love to talk more about saisons and mixed cultures and breaths and aged hops and stuff. So if you don't mind, Absolutely. sir. So let's do yeah, that. Yeah, you're speaking to me. Yeah. So we, we when yeah. we were on break there, we mentioned you have some fooders there, and we've we've talked yes. about punchins and that. There's so many different vessels to do these beers in. For those that may not know, what is a fooder, and what's the benefit of using one of those for your beers? Yeah, so for us, well, a fooder is just a large oak vessel um, used to either you could ferment in or just aged beer in. Um, we use them for a, like a few different beers. So we do mixed culture fermentation in them. And then we also do single Brett isolate fermentation or many Brett fermentation in them. Um, for us, it's just an awesome long-term, uh, you know, aging process for mixed culture and Brett beers, you know, to develop really awesome flavors, complex flavors and aromas. Um, they're just really awesome as well since they're large to not have to blend as well. You have kind of, you know, a cohesive product coming out of it right out, out of the bat. Yeah. So with that, do you get, I guess, do you kind of get your fooders inoculated? Is there some predictability from batch to batch once you get that going in the fooder? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on which cultures, you know, you have going on and stuff. So like, say you've got some lacto, you know, so over the time it might build to be more sour and stuff, but you can combat, you can combat that by upping your hopping rates. 
you know, for each batch and control your acidity levels that way. Um, and then for us, you know, we see for the Brett beers that they're decently, you know, consistent, you know, we'll, we'll repitch, you know, depending on how many turns we have, you know, it'll get to, you know, whatever point and we're like, all right, time to reset. And we'll just, you know, rinse it out brew, fill it back up and then pitch new cultures. You know, so with fooders, some, I saw today on social media, somebody was selling old uh, beer barrels uh, that they'd age things in. It was like tequila, whatever. Fooders, I never really thought about it. How long do they last indefinitely as long as you treat them well, or do you eventually <laughs> yeah, need to replace them? Yeah, as long as they them? don't go acetic. Yeah, as long as uh, they don't ah. go and get acetic back there in there or get too sick with pedococcus. Yeah, pedococcus, you, you know, you can play around with an age out, but and have Brett combat that as well. But yeah, acetobacter is really the one you really want to look out for. And that, you know, can creep up and ruin a fooder for sure. Um, but otherwise, other than that, you know, like potentially could last a, you know, lifetime, maybe, I don't know. Didn't okay. we see something about a... I think, for lack of a better term, a, sol- a beer Solera that was like 250 years old or something, where they just kept adding to it, you know, kind of letting that culture do its thing. That's, uh, I believe so. I'm not I'm sure. I'm going to say but, yes, yeah, but I, don't, I yes. don't recall let's for sure, yes. but believable. You know, you mentioned something, Jan, that I, I still think is fascinating is well beyond my scope of knowledge. But you were talking about if the PDO doesn't go too crazy, PDO will give you that ropey slick it right? can yeah if it's it dominant can. and if it's if it's like out competing you know your other cultures it can just go kind of gross and wild and stuff but yeah they, I, I think what's happening though when it cleans up is that pretendomyces is kind of breaking everything down pretendomyces loves to just kind of eat everything so yeah put it in there i've yeah. heard it can even help that that brett beers are less susceptible to like oxidation because that the brett will will even you know what is it? Aerobic, yeah. I think the aerobic fermentation is one that uses yeah. oxygen. Yeah, just chomp it up, man. Chomp it up. Anaerobic. Yeah. Ana- it's anaerobic, yeah, because that's what builds the pellicle on top. Okay. Yeah. They hate oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want any of it in there. Science. Yeah. yeah. Science in my beer. That that's crazy. So I I heard because I've seen a bottle when you opened it up, it became kind of almost like a melted gummy bear. Or something oh, I've like had that. some that was like syrup. I, I, Wicked Weed had one of their angel releases that went ropey. And and I think Jan because you know not everybody is nerds like us that that understands if someone gets yeah. a bottle of beer and they pour it out and it's snotty, that's it. That's if it. They're, they're done. Yeah. If you know something, they're Wicked Weed's like back. right. You know, yeah. and I think Wicked Weed's like put that on the shelf and leave it for six I months think or a year. The actual you know? bread in the bottle would would clean up the beer and yeah. make it drinkable again. I I'd, I'd never. I don't know that I've ever actually tested that out, but that's what I've heard that the Brett will come back back in like. Like Jan was saying, so that, it, it might, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. there, yeah. there, I guess it has to be alive yeah. and enough of it there to, to do the chewing. It would have, yeah, exactly, yeah. I have heard that ropiness can clear up, yeah. can can pass yeah. if you get that. So. You might want to hold on to those bottles before they hit the shelf, though. That's right. Yeah, you don't want to get them out yeah. there and then tell the consumer. Yeah, we yeah. can't even get consumers. Yeah, yeah. I say it like I'm not one. Yeah, but you guys can't <laughs> even get consumers put their beer in the fridge. Sometimes, you know, it's oh like, my god, yeah, yeah. Just do this, just refrigerate <laughs> I, I, I see it untapped. I'm like that beer is ancient, and I know yeah. you bought it from us because you said you bought it from us, right? And right. you just took it in the back of your fridge for months. Just and I'm like, leave oh, it there. Uh, yeah, but the yeah. cool thing is, is three <laughs> years later when they do take it out and drink it, they're going to give you a bad review on untapped when they it's when great. they finally drink it. Exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. Yeah. The yeah. is terrible. This is it. <laughs> Hops are muted, oxidized, one star. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, Fantastic. you know, some things are good with age, Jan. Like, 
hops, for example. You can use aged hops in your beer. Can you share with us the benefit and the reason for using aged hops in brewing? Yeah, we, re- we really do like using aged hops in some of our mixed culture beers and even Saison. Um, aged hops, you know, just have that distinct funk and character that you can't get from any other ingredient. And it's, you know, reminiscent of Lambic too, you know, it's like a key component in those beers. And I'm a huge Lambic head. We don't make spontaneous beer anymore. We did for a little bit. Uh, but just just that character of, you know, like funky, cheesy, dry, you know, is just something really appealing about that. And it's really the only way to add that. It's a huge component, I think. And I, I just am a huge fan of aged hops, yeah. So we make like um, a beer called Beer Volley and the only hops in that are aged hops. And then um, we make a single Brett uh, uh, Saison called Tristero. And that has um, some Colorado Cascade and aged hops in it as well. Yeah, and the aged hops we use are all from Colorado as well. I'll buy a whole bale and just stick it in our warehouse and let it hang out, you know, for years and years and years. Put it up in the rafters so, and leave it there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there isn't a source. I was curious about that. Is There's not a source that actually will sell, age and sell ops. Do you – what's I, your – I think they're YCH. Some some of the Pacific Northwest suppliers might sell aged hops as well, but we use Colorado ones, so we age our own, yeah. What What are you looking for in the hops? Is it just, I want something from Colorado, or do you have specific strains that, that are more ideal yeah, than others? So Colorado or? and lower alpha, as low alpha as we can get. So we're usually just using crystal um, for our aged top. So I'll buy an um, aged top. And then it's just, you know, it's just a softer profile in the, in the end product of the aged tops, which is kind of what you're going for. Wow. And they they um, pick up a little more funk, you know. The higher alpha, they would preserve for longer, um, as well. Okay, that's but interesting. But our tops we use are between like I I don't even know, like eighteen months to five years. Now we have a kind of a range. Yeah, okay. how old they are? Yeah. Are more, you blending age tops when you're when you're making these a little little the eight? No, eight generally months? I'm I'm using the oldest ones that I have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Trying to trying to get through those. We went a little heavy at once and bought a few bales, you know, like at a time. And so we don't get to make as mu- use it as much as possible. So I've got a I've got a surplus. Yeah, and probably most people who bought age tops maybe like five ten years ago also have a surplus. Have a little bit, or we're buying hops to age. Yeah, it was all the enthusiasm there, right? I don't know what I got. Too yeah, many. yeah, we're like, oh, we love many. this. This is the best stuff ever, and yeah, then it just kind of flatlined. The well, if if everybody and, was brewing yeah. these great Brett saisons, it would be yeah, they would have gone through it already. But unfortunately, we're we're focusing a little too much on IPAs, perhaps. Perhaps. I, we need a time machine that's, for one, Brian and I talked last night. We went to visit ancient Rome and see the painted statues and all that, like the way it really was. Maybe see what they were brewing, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Go back there and see what they've got. But to go back to different uh, periods in time, go back to the 40s and get some Cuban pre-embargo cigars. Oh, that'd be good. Try Ooh, the beers yeah. of Or the just any time before 62. You know, right. Pretty much. Go back, hang out with, with, with Johnny and... And smoke some of his stash there at the White House and just exactly. have a good time with it. But yeah. it would be fun. beers in America. Right. Yeah. Yes. All so you wanted to go times, back man. to the times when saisons were cool? That's it. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. I want to go right. to a, Wallon- a Wallonian farmhouse, man, and get oh. the stuff that's run straight through the hay oh, and yeah. see what's up. I want to see when they say farmhouse sale. I want. I want one like a the juniper one. branches and everything else. Hay Absolutely. And all that neat stuff yeah. baked in you an know oven. What? I have got myself too worked up, Brian. We're going to have to take a break so I can calm down. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will be right back with more from our mutual friend. (music) 
It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show Shake it back! welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to our mutual friend brewing company jan i decided the last segment of the show i thought a great way to treat any guest was to try and be controversial in the last segment and argumentative so that's oh, let's go so that's my goal potentially so, abusive <laughs> along those lines i want to talk about cold ipas so yeah all right all right the first question is cold ipa a thing yes absolutely uh, okay you're all right you're on there yeah the, i got yeah, you yeah i, got I you. am i am yeah the, w- the way that the malt bill is adjuncted and yeah it's definitely separate okay it's, its own thing for sure mm-hmm. yeah and you do brew a, a, a or some cold IPAs, correct? Yeah, yeah. We make one called Dream Burner. It's okay. um, the malt bill is you know Pils- Pilsner and uh, rice, and then we do like a pseudo decoction because our system isn't set up that way. But usually you would like do a cereal cook with the rice or and or corn, and then incorporate that back into your mash. Okay. Um, we do like kind of like a pseudo decoction with all of it together to kind of get that going, and then um, yeah, you kind of hop it, you know, like like a lighter traditional West coast IPA. So ours is, you know, um, Centennial mosaic and Citra. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And it's just, a just the body is like really, really crushable and drinkable. And then the aromas are awesome. You know, like kind of like modern West coast IPA, like citrusy and yeah. Fruity. And what yeast do you use in yours? We use 3470. And what's that one? Oh, what is that? Uh, kind of like the main traditional, like, I, I forget which what the equivalents are. Um, it's it's uh, just kind of an old school lager yeast. Yeah, it's, it's a lager one of the yeast in an yeah. IPA. Is that right? Correct. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. a lager yeast in an ale. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see that. Really I just cool. wanted to yeah, check. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is yeah, yeah. Did you try a variety of different uh, lager yeasts in the, it, to make these and find that that was no because we just ideal? use 3470 and everything yeah. okay okay gotcha yeah we, and, and the loggers log- yeah we have a buddy here jan that we went to his brewery and he had brewed a cold <laughs> ipa and uh, he he's followed me you know we chat about me just being crotchety about cold ipas and uh, he's talking about brewing one i'm like there's no such thing and he's like uh and I said, yeah, but it uses a, he's lager. He's like, no, no, I was waiting for you to say that. I used an, I used an L yeast, yeast. And I think we we're in the tap room when, when he brought we that were. out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, really? Cold IPA. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, yeah, yeah. he get he was very aggressive. He was ready for me, Jan. Triumphant. He was ready when yeah. I got lippy about the yeast there. <laughs> so, but you know what? But whether it's a thing or not, and it isn't, then, uh, <laughs> But they're good. They're good, Jan. Oh, I'll they're say great. That, yeah, so. they have their. They, I think they have their place. I I don't yeah. brew beer that like we don't brew beer that we don't enjoy ourselves. Right. And we don't. We don't. Uh, our brewery has never chased trends or anything like that at all. Really. Right. That like so like if we like we got to be inspired by something. So 
you know, Kevin at Wayfinder kind of spearheaded that uh, style. And we had been going to Portland for a while and trying his, he used to just call it IPA, you know, and then he kind of marketed it or I don't know what happened there, but you know, it got it to be evolved, called cold right. IPA. Yeah. And then, but it's really, it was really just his IPA that he made with lager yeast, you know? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, like we have been drinking these beers for a while and, uh, you know, we really like them. We, we love drinking them. So we're like, all right, we love drinking these. Let's make one ourselves. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you yeah. said you've actually entered yours in the GABF competition this year, correct? Yeah, we did. We did into, uh, what category did that category. go into? I think it's called hoppy lager. Or oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's called hoppy lager. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, evolution of a style. So you, yeah. you've, I know you made it at least once. Is that something it's going to be an ongoing, you like it. So it sounds like it's yes. going to be an on, yeah, ongoing. Yeah, it, it will beer. be. We, you know, we make, we're a real small brewery. So making lager is kind of hard. Um, cause we have so, only so much stainless, you know, fermentation control tanks, uh, or temperature control tanks. So we do make it year round though. Just whenever we can get it in, we do make it good stuff. So do you think this has, staying... it, flies, though. it sells really well. Okay. Yeah. Do you think this has staying power or is this going the same direction as the brute IPA? Because I thought the brute IPA might be onto something and, uh, then it basically died. Brute IPA never spoke to me. I never made one. So, you know, right. uh, I don't know about that, but um, I, I think maybe the names might change, but I think the clean, really delicious, awesome, hot profile lager is here to stay for sure. Yeah. For, for as long IPA. as people are still digging, as long as people are digging hoppy beers, I think yeah, yeah a, a, a really clean, cold, yeah, lager, hoppy beer is here. Well, I was talking about it on, on social media. I think that we need an ice cold IPA. Ice pocket. Where they ice box the ice, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the cold IPA. Absolutely. I, th I think we might as well go there because, I mean, I would drink it. I want somebody to hurry up and make that so I can try it. Yeah, you actually had an exchange with someone coming up with some names. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Ice Ice Bocky. Yeah, Ice Ice Bocky. Like uh, so. Yeah, I, I don't recall, recall all of them, but a lot of ice references. Cold as ice, E-I-S. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Jan, thank you for the, you know, actually, I do appreciate the conversation, of course, man, on the cold IPAs and just, you know, learning more oh, about yeah. those and trying to, you know, dive into yeah. those styles. but. Uh, you know, moving ahead, you've got some cool stuff coming up. I think you mentioned you've got some collaborations coming, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we have, um, let's see, what do we got coming out during GABF week? I think on Wednesday, um, forget what the date is, but we have a whiskey barrel aged stout collab with Jackie O's coming out. That's going to be awesome in 12 ounce cans. A um, really big variety malt bill, um, aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. Um, and then that's coming out in 12 ounce cans. And then we also have a collab with um, Outer Range coming out uh hoppy uh hazy beer with kohatu and mosaic coming out friday of gabf week as well good stuff now Very are we cool. are you yep. back to where your collabs are actually getting together to do this stuff brother i remember the virtual yeah. collaborations through the play yeah we definitely did some of those you yeah because like we're getting bored and we want sure. to see our friends and stuff yeah 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 but yeah no most of these have been in person and then we have a couple breweries coming out during GABF that we're brewing with, we're going to be brewing with Trophy Brewing out of Raleigh. Okay. And then um, we're brewing with Holdout out of Austin, Texas as well during GABF. So those will be out post GABF, but yeah, keep an eye out for those as well. Very cool. So I was going through your your list of various beers available on tap and, and previously released. Like collabs are a huge thing for you guys. Uh, it, any given yeah, time. Yeah, they ended up being a big collab. Or we ended up doing a lot of collabs. Yeah, like yeah. what percentage of the beers that you actually serve like uh, that are available at any given point in time or, or collaborations. It seemed like it was like 50% at least. Sometimes it can look that way for sure. <laughs> um, but usually we have like two on, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Like right now cool. we have That's one still on. Good. Right now, yeah. today we have one on, and then this Saturday we're tapping another one. Yeah. Having so, a couple collabs on at a yeah, time seriously. is pretty uh... – 
yeah. respectable, you know, absolutely many going. So it's, it's good to, uh, it's good to work together. So like you've got to, I think you were telling us you also have some upcoming releases beyond GABF, like a uh, fall releases you wanted to talk about. Yeah. What, yeah. So we up? do, you know, so I think we, I think I was talking about maybe our Grzycki. We brew a Grzycki every fall, okay. which is kind of cool. I actually sent that beer to Stan Hieronymus once and to get some review because he's been to Poland and stuff and has tasted those beers. And he, uh, <laughs> he said ours was the smokiest he'd ever had. Okay. <laughs> but I yeah. don't have a, a, I don't have like, you know, a metric to judge it. Cause I've never had one from Poland. Nobody imports any of them, but we also make a beer called Schuttershul, which I went to Norway to learn how to make. And it is a smoky dark ale that is brewed with a hundred, hundred percent smoke malt. That's, uh, uh, smoked over alder wood. Oh, wow. And it's just, okay. It's an Imperial dark, uh, dark ale. That's hundred percent smoked. Uh, malt and it's just unreal just crazy drinkable if it's like the end of the rainbow for smoke beer drinkers basically are you familiar with switchback brewing out of vermont yeah yeah so we had ron ron cherry rob cherry from yeah but he was on with this and you know they're one that does he sent us this awesome kit with like a tasting card and everything where they did this one's five percent smoke this one's seven percent smoke this one's x and he's he mentioned that with him it's not just the smoke. He only does that if it's a complimentary flavor to what he's doing, which I know some, yeah. they're like, let's just smoke it. Let's, you know, do whatever. Yeah. But it gave me as someone who has been a hater of smoke beers, like I like smoke phobic, you might say. Yeah. I, I like the hint of smoke, but if, if smoke is the focus, like the one, uh, what's the real popular Schlenkerla. Schlenkerla. Yeah. Can't stand it. Not my thing Love at it. all. Just can't Love stand it. it. But what I got about a different appreciation for those. Yeah. The Hellas. Have you tried yeah, the Hellas version? I don't, the one I had. I was you, saying Amber or something like yeah, that. You probably had. Yeah, but it's interesting, Dan. You mentioned yeah. Stan Hieronymus and the Grodzinski's. The last time he was on the show, he brought us an IPA from that brewery in Poland that is known for the Grodzinski. And he bought us oh, a Grodzinski awesome. from a brewery in Texas that is known for their IPA. And I think he left and his I cooler. And I forget it. And he, I think Stan's <laughs> I think cooler. I think it's still Stan, here we still owe you your cooler. It's still in the studio here. We've been promising that for years, but. I was excited. I thought that we might have had, we might have had your Grodziski when Stan was here, but I, you think he was he right. He flipped it up. Yeah, he's out of Texas, exactly. I think. Guys, we are out of time. Jan, thank you so much. Our mutual friend, Brewery. We appreciate you chatting with us. Uh, if people want to keep up with what is going on at our mutual friend, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at our website, biomfbeer.com. Easy enough. Thanks, Jan. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk. We're unsure. We've got two things on the table. We'll probably talk. Maybe we'll drink more beer and talk about it. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.